So let's just, just pray and ask God's Spirit to keep moving and, and doing the work the Spirit's doing tonight. That um, It's not the words that might come from my mouth, but might be the work of the Spirit as it moves upon your hearts and ministers as, as God seeks to, to bring his blessing, to bring increase and in anointing and to, to release people. We pray for God to do that work tonight, so let's pray. So Holy Spirit, we, we pray that, Father, you will send Holy Spirit to us this evening. Father, that through the Holy Spirit you will minister to us and that you will bring those promises that you have you have promised us this evening, Lord, that you will, you will bring your blessing, Lord, that you are ready to release and set free, to anoint, to gift, to enable. And Father, we come expecting in your presence because we know in your presence all things are possible. Lord, we can't do anything, but in your presence all things are possible. And we stand here in the confidence of who you are and what you can do. And Lord, we come against any fear that may be in our hearts. There's a barrier to the confidence that we have in you. And Lord, may our confidence grow and our fear decrease as we belong to you and have our identity in you. And as that increases in your love, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we want to have a breakthrough this evening, don't we? We really, you know, uh, you get tired come to church when you, isn't it? You, God's not working in your life. We've got too many things going on to leave here tonight without God doing something, haven't we? We need God something. We need God to do something and touch us and to, to touch our hearts this evening and to, to bring freedom and, and blessing and anointing and, and strength. And our, our verse in um, 1 John is about walking in confidence. And um, it's quite hard to, at times, walk in confidence when you live in a world that perhaps don't believe what you have confidence in. <laughs> but that wasn't any different in the New Testament times. We always think they were in a different context, but they were surrounded by people who did not believe what they believed in. And in fact, even in their own faith and communities and churches, they had people who were into mystery religions and, and into wisdom religions who were just seeking experience, seeking something that would reveal the spiritual to them, but they had no interest in the God who was behind the spiritual. No interest in the God who could transform them and change them, who could bring them the confidence that they seek to walk in, that spiritual life that they desired. And I find it quite scary when we talk about walking in the spirit, but we're, we're, we're spiritual, aren't we? We're spiritual beings and we're called to walk with confidence in the Spirit of God and that power. Not in our own flesh, but in the Spirit of God and learning what that means. Yet fear always comes against us. I know it does me. I don't know about you, but fear. And fear manifests in many different ways. <laughs> and so easily prevent you walking in your identity, your purpose and what you're meant to be. And this verse just, just emphasizes this more for us. It talks about what I would say the manifestation of confidence than the manifestation of fear. And so it says, and so, with, I'm going to start from verse 16, don't worry, we'll jump to 17. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. So we know and rely on the love that God has for us. So that's a starting point, isn't it? That's your confidence there straight away. We rely. We, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. You know that God loves you, don't you? 
Some of us know that God wants to punish us <laughs> and be angry at our sins, but you know that God loves you and that you can rely on that and stand on that and know that you're loved. You know that nobody else has ever loved you, but you know you're loved in God. And that's a confidence, isn't it, to know you're loved? You know, you see a child that's loved, don't you? They can be quiet, they can be loud, they can be noisy, but you can see they're loved. They have a confidence, don't they? They have a, a sense of identity about them, a purpose that they're loved, that they're, they've got strength and a, and a core to their identity because they're loved. And you can see a child that's not loved. <laughs> and you can see the brokenness and the hurt and the fear. And that tends to go into adulthood, doesn't it? And so as Christians, you know, we're children of God, but what kind of child are we? Are we that confident child knowing that we're loved? Or are we that broken child who lives in fear and a lack of confidence, never sure whether we're loved or accepted by God or by others? So identity's core. If you want to be confident, you've got to have identity, haven't you? You've got to know who loves you. And I'm, so many times, you've probably had the same experience with your own children of when Isabella's upset or a She's been told off, or she's something's happened. This tears starting, and uh, is she around as a bell? She got upset. If I'm talking about, her. but she gets upset and she really cries, and you know, and she's she she, she really goes. But you just 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 if when you grab her and just say it's okay, don't worry about it, it's fine, and just show her we love you, you know, just 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 hold her, and you can just see her just relax and and find peace and, and confidence that she's loved. And I do believe that's what God wants to do with us. That through his Holy Spirit and his presence tonight in our lives, he just wants to tell us, you know, I love you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you off sometimes. <laughs> it's going to be hard sometimes and I want you to walk in this life. But And then I love you and I'm always going to hold you in my arms and I'm never going to let you go. And, and that's where we stand and that's where we begin. God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God. Isn't that beautiful? And God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In the world we are like in this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command that anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is the love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So there's no fear in love. 
But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. We are loved. And this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is the love for God to keep his commands. For Jesus, he says to his disciples, this is how people will know you. Because you love one another. And so why doesn't the world know God? (laughs) Because they can't know us unless we love one another. And when we love one another, that doesn't mean we've got to be kind of okay with one another. You know, it's, it's that concern and desire for each other's welfare. The desire that each other is in a good place and that we're supported and helped. It's not talking about we've all got to fall in love with each other. Oh, I like this so much. That's wonderful and that's great. It's not about that. It's not that. But it's that sense of, you know, even if this causes me tension or difficulty, I have a concern for that person. I have a a concern for their welfare. I want want to see the best for them. I want to see them in God's love and grow in God and and become confident and a a lover of God, a server of God and built up. And and so that's the kind of community that God's talking about, that when people see a love like that in a community where there is tension and difficulty and challenges and (laughs) that comes with human beings, but they see amongst that people that no matter what goes on or what happens, that we stand firm in love for one another. We have a compassion, a concern, a hope, a desire to share our life with each other and to know each other are blessed. And even if somebody, even if it's difficult, you still say you're still a child of God. You're loved, you're valued, and you're important, your identities in Him. Because we never truly know each other, do we, or what's in our hearts, but we know who God is, and we know His heart, and we experience His love. And so when we manifest God's love, that manifestation means that we love each other, that we are concerned for each other, that we we walk along each with each other, we support one another. And when people see that community in that way, then they will know that we are the disciples of Jesus. That it's not just a human community. It's not just a religious community, but it's a spiritual community based on a God who is love, who has been manifest through the lives of the people as they manifest the love of God as they live and move and have their being in Him. And who God is manifest through us. And Jesus says to his disciples, This is how you this is how you, you this is how you love me by, you know, obeying my commands. <laughs> if we love God, we do what he commands us to do, we do what he asks us to do, to be his disciples, to follow him, to go to the ends of the earth, to tell people the gospel and the good news of Jesus, 
to tell people this kingdom that God's building, to tell people they can be healed and forgiven and loved and that God is moving and God has a desire for them and they don't have to live the life that they're living anymore, but there is a, a life that is better, a life that was planned for them, a life that is intended for them in God. And we have to follow that command to say, yes, Father, I will do what you command me and I will speak the words of life and love into people's hearts because this is truth. And we have to have confidence that what we believe in, that love of God that lives within us and manifests within us as a community that shows people that we are his disciples. And as we start to walk in that love and as we love God, and become like Jesus and live like Jesus. We follow the commands of God and obey them and start to live like Jesus, which was to make the kingdom of God known through his preaching, through his ministry, through the miraculous, through his healings, through his actions, through his words of knowledge, through all the things that he did. He's making the kingdom of God known to the world. And we're not in any different position. But... We are called to be like Christ and commanded to go and make the kingdom of God known and tell people there is a better kingdom. There is a greater truth. There is a better life. We have to have confidence in that. We have to have confidence that that is the truth. We have to believe that. We have to know that. We have to experience it. It's alright having a a doctrine of the kingdom of God, a doctrine of the Holy Spirit, a, a teaching on this, but unless it's manifest in your life and becomes an experience, the reality of the living God who's witnessed in your heart and you know it and you believe it and you live it and, and, and you desire it, then it's not become real for you where it doesn't burn in your heart, where you can't not but express God's love and God's passion, even when at times you say, no, God, I just want to be quiet and sit here and, and not talk to anybody, but God, I know you. I've got to do your command and love and speak. Your confidence is, is important. When you're, when you're not confident, you don't do things as well, do you? Because you're not sure, are you? I've learned that through my back. When my back's sore, I'm kind of like, start off this way and go, because I'm not confident. I'm thinking, is my back going to give way? It's a muscle going to spasm, so I end up for about two or three days going, walking around at this, little steps, and try not to go, oh, do it, oh. And it's not confidence. And then you have to say, oh, okay, okay. It doesn't matter. If it's going to spasm, it's going to spasm. I don't care. I'm going to be confident because I want to get better, and I'm believing in God for, for healing. And I'm believing in God that he's going to do that, so I'm going to step up, and I'm going to walk in confidence, going to believe in, oh, oh. <laughs> but, you know, there's a sense of saying, you know, there's a difference between being, being confident and not walking in confidence. And the confidence that we have is quite simple. Identity in Christ that we're loved by God. To take that identity and be like Christ and live like Christ and take that news of the good kingdom to people so that they may experience God and be transformed. To love one another and to obey the commands of God is just not a simple formula, isn't it? <laughs> it's not rocket science. That's our confidence, isn't it? The, all the extra stuff is extra. The other stuff is all a bonus. But the confidence we have to do is the simplicity to walk a step out that we're loved and tell people I'm loved. It's amazing. You could be loved too. <laughs> you could experience this love. You could experience this God. 
You can experience this healing. You can experience this renewal. You can experience this healed heart. You can be freed from the issues of the past. You can be released. You can be renewed. You don't have to be that person that you've been. You can be a new person who God wants you to be. And that's the simplicity of the message that we've got because when you know you're loved, you can share what you know. If you don't know you're loved, you can't share it, can you? And that cripples us. It cripples the church. It cripples mission. It cripples the kingdom of God. It cripples evangelism that we end up all sitting in the church going, yeah, God's great in England. Well, I'm not confident about it. <laughs> but it's not confident about what you can do or what I can do. It's confidence in what God can do, isn't it? That I can't do anything. I have no power to convince or argue or do things, but I have confidence that God can convict. I have confidence when I stand up here that God's going to do something. Why else would I do it? I have confidence that the Holy Spirit can move. I can have confidence even if I have the most stumbling evangelistic talk of something that's a disaster that the Holy Spirit can sow a seed in that and it can grow and it can make a difference. I believe in the confidence in God that he can do all things and all things are possible through him and it doesn't rely on me but relies on him and me manifesting him. And people experience a loved confident person who has something that other people desire a love and a passion and a desire that comes from my Father in Heaven a power that comes from the Holy Spirit and a life that's shaped by Jesus Christ who follows the commands of God that we can live in fear Now, we hear all the time, people say all the time, oh, I'm, a, I'm afraid to do this and I'm afraid to do that. And there's some things that it's good to be afraid of, you know. It's, it's, it's not, fear is an actual instinct within our, within our bodies. If you're standing at the edge of a cliff or something, you should be fearful. Or, you know, you're thinking about crossing the road and you're seeing a big bus coming and think, will I go or not? I think, well, I'll just stay. <laughs> there's, a sense of, there's a sense of common sense of there's, there's aspects of the fear. But what happens is... The problem with fear is is when fear dominates and God is pushed out and if fear manifests through you so that it's fear that drives you it's fear that motivates you it's fear that shapes your life it's fear that shapes your Christian life your evangelism your worship your ministry and your family and strips your confidence away that Actually, you stand there in church and say, I really do want to worship God, but I'm fearful about what people may, <laughs> might say. Isn't that crazy, isn't it? That then fear is controlling what we want to express and do rather than our desire and our heart for God. Am I making sense? And then when fear dominates, what happens is fear dominates. You become paranoid, don't you? You become stressed. You become angry. You become, you can't think straight. You can't sleep. You can't deal with people properly. You, you can't do things in life properly. You become the opposite of confident and love, don't you? You become incompetent, tired, and a wreck, and broken, breaking others. Because you're fearful. And fear's driving your life rather than God. 
And it's sad when you hear go to, not this church, but when you go to other Methodist churches and you preach a good sermon and people feel stirred up and like, yeah, God's good. And they're thinking, then the old lady goes and says, oh, I wish I'd experienced this 40 years ago. I wish I'd experienced this 60 years ago. I wish I'd known a God like this 80 years ago. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you the truth. Because I lived in fear, I was dominated by other things, and I wasn't manifesting God in my life, and His love, and His confidence, and His identity, and living in who He is, and who He sees me as. I was living my fear, and what fear was telling me who I was. Weak, and broken, and hurting, and lost. Somebody who can't share my faith, somebody who can't do things, somebody who can't be in relationships, somebody who's broken, somebody who's sick. But that's not how God sees you. And God doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants to break fear from our lives because He knows what damage it does. And how does He break that fear? He says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. How many times have I got to tell you, I love you? And how many relationships break down between couples who love each other because they never tell each other they... They love each other. Our spiritual relationship is not much different. And God's crying out, I love you. I love you. I love you. I see through the brokenness. I see through the fear. I see through the hopelessness. I love you. I love who you are and I love who you can be. And I love who you're going to be the person you're going to be when you let go of that fear and you walk in confidence of my love, knowing that you are loved. And so it's a simple choice, isn't it? These things always come down to a simple choice. Sermons get so complicated, don't they, sometimes? Simple choice. What do you want to do? Hands up. Fear. Come on, I know some of you still want fear. You love it. Come on. You love it. Come on. You can't let go. Come on, we'll pray for you. Come on. You can admit it. There's nothing wrong with that. I love a bit of fear sometimes. I spend two days of my week in fear and the other days anointed, you know, it's kind of it's natural, isn't it? You know, we all fearful, aren't we? We all get in situations where we can't feel we're in control. And we have to submit and say, God, you're in control. And trust him, isn't it? And so many times I want to be in control, but this takes me to fear. Whereas when I say, God, you're being in control, it takes me to love. Because when I want to be in control, I've got to control things. But when I let God be in control, I don't need to control anything. I say, oh God, yeah, open the doors, bring the opportunities, bring where's the love? How can I love next? How can I make happen next? Come on, God. But it's such a hard step to make, isn't it? It's such a hard, you know, it's, a, it's an easy decision, isn't it? Well, I live in fear, I live in love. But it's a battle within our heads, isn't it? A spiritual battle within our lives of, of fear and love, that's why it's so important in the text. And that's why when people come into a church, they'll see a community, they'll see a church that's driven by fear and manifest in fear. And a community of Christians that are fearful. And they'll go, what's this about? <laughs> nice liturgy, nice hymns, but my goodness me. Or they'll see a community which is driven by love because it's not just us individually but it's us corporately of how we manifest love amongst one another 
Because if we've got our identity is also our corporate identity of how we express that identity of individually, corporately amongst each other. And so when you're feeling fearful, and you will feel fearful, you may be feeling fearful now. (laughs) What's the antidote? What's the solution that John tells us? He said at the very beginning of the text, do you remember? I've forgotten. (laughs) Put you on the spot. Do I have to go back or will I? He says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. So we know and rely on the love that God has for us. And so when you're feeling fearful, and fear wants to manifest in your life, or bitterness, or anger, or hopelessness, or or malice, or, or just that you get so fearful that you just can't express yourself properly anymore, or you're causing damage wherever you go, or hopelessness, or whatever, then you say, I don't have to live in fear. That's not God's plan for me. God's plan is for me to live in the confidence of his love, to know that I'm loved. To know I'm valued and to manifest that love and make it real in every aspect of my life, in every relationship, in every moment, in every time of worship, in every friendship. When fear comes in and I want to manifest fear, I say I rely on God and know that I'm loved by God in Him. And when the fear comes, you say, no, I'm relying on him because he loves me. In fear, you have no love for me. Who's loved by fear? You ever been loved by fear? You ever been in a relationship where somebody's fearful? (laughs) Here's your partner or your wife. It's not nice. (laughs) Fear, control, domination, hatred, the other things, is not a good thing. And fear will never love you. Fear will always control you and dominate you and call it love. But true love gives you freedom and hope and release. And that's the love that God has come to do today. He's come to say that the thief comes to destroy and steal and take away. And fear's a thief. You know, when we talk about fear's a thief, it comes to steal. It comes to take away your life. So we rebuke fear, don't we? And how do we, rebuke, how do we rebuke fear? We rebuke fear by saying we rely on God's love for us and that we're loved. And so that's a simple spiritual warfare. Fear, I'm loved by God. And I rely on that love to live in and to manifest that love. And so when you get fearful and it's manifesting and it's coming through, remember it's not a good thing and get back to that place if you can. Just take that time out and go and say, I rely on the love of God. I'm loved by Him and I want to manifest His love in this moment. Because if you're feeling feeling fearful, you're probably in a place where you don't want to manifest fear but manifest love. So we're going to seek God for that tonight. For that release of that confidence in his love 
that the things in our life tonight as we come and worship, as we come and engage with God again, that we're praying for God, His presence of God, because nothing that I can do or you can do, but for the presence of God to come upon us and to break the chains, to set us free. I'm saying us because I want it too. To be released from the things that bind us and hold us that stop us walking that confidence of love and knowing that we're loved by Him and to be set free. So I'm praying that God, whatever chains, whatever things that are on your heart, whatever burdens, whatever stops you manifesting the love of God, whatever stops you living the life that God has planned for you, that God sets you free, that God breaks those chains, that God brings release now in Jesus' name. So we're going to pray into that. Then we're going to worship. And then you'll have a chance, if you need prayer, then speak to someone. We've got some people here from the prayer team. They'll pray for you. Seek out prayer. Seek out for God to come upon your life. Don't be afraid. Don't manifest fear of not being prayed for. Being prayed for. That's the best way to beat fear is to say, I'm going there for prayer. Because <laughs> I'm going to beat you. And I'm going to be set free. Ask God to, to minister into your heart and, and bring the freedom that he wants. You know, God, he's bringing a new season, a new time. I believe that God's is doing something in our United Kingdom here. You know, that we're seeing a move of the Spirit that we haven't seen for generations and generations upon generations. And do you want to miss that because you're afraid? Or do you want to be centre of it? And walk in it? And move in the power of God? As he brings a new season to the United Kingdom, as he brings revival, he brings renewal, as he impacts life. But they only know that through a church, through Christians who are not fearful of each other, but love one another. So Father, we just pray for your outpouring of your Holy Spirit this evening, Lord, that you will break chains, that you will bring freedom, that you will bring release into people's lives, Lord, that, that you will defeat fear upon people's lives, Lord, and we just pray for any spirit of fear that is hovering over people's lives and hearts and minds today, Lord, that attempts to attack their spirit. We break that chain of fear now. We break generational chains of fear. We release people from fear now, Lord. We break these people from the manifestation of fear. We release people from hopelessness and despair and weakness Lord, we just set them free now, Lord, that, that, that fear has no place in their lives, Lord, that they are loved, that they are valued, Lord, and give them a confidence now in your Holy Spirit that they know that they can rely on you and that you love them and that your purpose is to bless them and to set them free from a fear that dominates and controls them. For, Father, you do not set second place, but you want to be first in their life, that you want to be not to control, not to dominate, but be in partnership to be in life together, Father. You want to guide us, to show us, and to make us, and to mold us into the people that you desire us to be, that you want to take us to that place of revival, Lord. But do the work that you have to do this night on this our lives, Lord, and break the chains. Release fear in Jesus' name now. We don't accept it here. We don't accept it in our lives. We don't accept it in this church. We don't allow its manifestations. And Lord, we pray your blessing of your spirit around this church, around our lives here, around our families, Lord. And we pray for your protection that as fear tries to manifest, that we rebuke it in your love and say that we are loved and we will love and we will manifest your love and presence, Lord. We do not accept fear, heart, 
rejection, pain anymore in our lives, Lord. We break those things that have controlled us and taken us down the wrong path for so many, so many generations, so many years, so many aspects of our life. And we want to be released into freedom of love and to rejoice, to know that you are in control and we can rely on you. And our confidence is not in ourselves, but in you, Father, because you will do it and you will set us free and you will lead us. And Lord, take that confidence of ourselves away that we have a confidence in you that gives us a new confidence to walk in your love, Father. We pray for this in Jesus' name now. Amen.